Wicked Chronic in Natick, Massachusetts is a brand new and unique store, boutique-styled retail shop that focuses on selling counterculture products where Wicked and cannabis cultures come together for a rather unique atmosphere. They're located on 185 Worcester Street right next to Subway and Hertz rental car, and their hours of operation are Monday through Saturday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m., and they can be contacted at 508-545-8105. They are closed on Sundays, and you can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Google+. Welcome back to a new episode of Goth Girl Horror, the official Hack Slash podcast. I am your host, Dr. Chris, and joining me tonight for this episode of Suicide Girls Annual, which I believe is the first Hack Slash Annual, is my co-host from Boobs, Blood, and Badasses, Ro Lauren. And tonight we are going to discuss uh, a little bit of the history of Suicide Girls, what they are, who they are what it is to be a cam girl, and obviously talk about the issue itself. Ro has some experience in that, as you are a graphic designer during the day, graphic artist during the day, but at night you are a webcam model. Well, I actually have not announced this yet publicly on my social media. Um, I am working my way into the world of Suicide Girls as well, as I have um, photo shoot in the works, and I'm a... Uh, temporary member as it is right now <laughs> the website was founded way back in 2001 i didn't realize it was actually that old i thought it was the mid 2000s yeah. but 2001 selena mooney aka missy suicide and uh sean soul aka spooky most of the site's uh photography is uh online based media of tattooed colored haired pierced uh goth and punk models in various stages of undress not pornographic images like some people would be led to believe however they do do photo shoots with more than one girl in the photo shoots yep those are referred to as multis so the stipulation to become a suicide girl is you have to well you got to look like you basically right well i would say yes but also they really broaden their horizons i mean there are i have like you know a whole half sleeve and tons of piercings but there are a lot of girls in there who um are just really good at modeling and just want to be into that type of photography and maybe are just really good at being part of the community and maybe they only have like one piercing or a few tattoos. So it's it's transformed a little bit over the years, I would say. Definitely, I would say, you know, not your average looking model that you're going to see on like the runways and whatnot. I didn't realize they also had movies too. There's uh they they've made 7 movies since 2005. Uh, I didn't know that either actually. Suicide Girls the first tour, Italian Villa, 
Suicide Girls Must Die, which is a horror movie, Suicide Girls Guide to Living, UK Holiday, Retrospective, and Relaunch. A lot of these kind of sound like the Girls Gone Wild videos, but they're documents of the day-to-day operations of Suicide Girls with just a lot of nudity in them. I actually can't... I, no, I don't really... I gotta check this out. Because <laughs> uh, I was always leery of those things, but I didn't realize that they were actually produced through, like, the Suicide Girls website. So that sounds awesome. Uh, I do love the fact that the Wikipedia page has a picture of Chad's suicide up um, full frontal nude with her tits completely hanging out. <laughs> I'm like, how is Wikipedia getting away with that? Right. <laughs> so they're still running, too, by the way. I had heard Suicide Girls was shut down a few years ago, but I guess that's not true if the website is... Uh, I'm on the website right now for, of course, strictly research purposes, by the way. I'm just letting you know. I'm taking <laughs> one for the team, looking at completely naked uh, goth chicks in uh, various stages of uh, undress tattoos and piercings of their nipples and other body parts. Um, <laughs> so they're definitely also a little bit edgier in terms of their content, too, because a lot of their... Uh, some of their women will also open their legs up too and sometimes nude modeling won't uh have them exposing their uh vagina yeah i mean i believe there's a line when i was trying to when i was like reading the terms of service and how to apply and everything and the kind of content they're looking for because they send out a really awesome little like pdf for the models when you go to apply about what kind of content they like to see and um they're not super keen on like if you're going to be spread eagle um like you can definitely have have like show hints of it or make it like classy think more like probably more like i don't know there's a there's a term but like definitely more more classy than some maybe some of the stuff i shoot on my own which which is like hello check it out here it is (laughs) look at my complete butthole (laughs) so that's something you do or the fact that there's something that they don't do on the website. They are not keen on it. So, like, I can do that on my website. But um, when I go to submit my photo set for for uh, Suicide Girls, they, they don't really want, like, obscene pictures of, like... Insertions the, into your holes. Yeah, like, none of that stuff. <laughs> <coughs> it's more like pinup style, you know? Right, like, right. It's pinup style, but it's definitely your regular nude modeling, again, because right. like, these girls have colored hair and tattoos and, and, and their body parts pierced. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, it's not super-duper easy to get in because there's only – it's been here for, what, 18 years, almost 19. There's only 3,000-and-a-half-ish suicide girls. So, I mean, that's that's not very many if you consider how long they've been around. Right. <laughs> they have a pretty stringent criteria to get in. Why do you take off your clothes and pose naked? Okay, let's talk about what I do in my spare time. It's my side job. So I am a cam girl slash sex worker, whatever you want to say. I started out with doing my free cams, and I adore that. Um, Camming pretty much changed my life. Um, Certainly made me a lot more confident. It made me understand myself and I've made like a ton of new friends and I mean obviously I've learned a lot about like marketing myself making a brand how to do social media understanding 
money management, a whole bunch of shit that I totally had no idea before I started doing sex work. Um, it really opened up a whole world to me, and not to mention I learned about myself, like what kind of things I'm into, what I'm comfortable with, um, learning how to talk to people and be pretty open about most things. So that's fun. And then, though things have kind of changed a little bit um, since the quarantine has happened (laughs) and so many people have lost their jobs and then tons of new people have come into doing sex work or have um, stopped paying um, cam girls so I really haven't been on um, my cam site as much as there's been a change in the type of traffic but I also do um I also do content on OnlyFans, and I have been doing that since 2018, maybe, 2019. But certainly, things have taken off a lot now. Um, (laughs) I've got, like, oh, man, I don't know. There's not a lot I don't do. My OnlyFans is pretty fetish-friendly. I post there every day. I have a wide variety of content. I do... Joy, GFE, feet, anal, squirting, whatever, whatever you want to see, I probably will do it for a price. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I'm so, so grateful to have already been in the industry before all of this started because I, I was already comfortable and I already had a fan base and it made a world of difference and I'm so unbelievably fucking grateful for that. My next little venture is going to be submitting, which we talked about a little bit, submitting a uh, set to Suicide Girls and hopefully becoming one in the near future because that is um, definitely a goal of mine for a really long time. Um, And I finally feel like I have the confidence to do that. I'm rambling a lot because sex work is really important to me. But that's basically all I want to say is I love my job. I don't give a fuck what anyone has to say. I don't give a fuck what my family says. Though that being said, a lot of them know and a lot of them don't care. Suck on that, I guess. (laughs) I would really not trade it for any other kind of thing. I mean, I've been to college. I have a degree. I have a civvy job. But I truly, truly enjoy sex work and everything that it's taught me and everything that I've learned. Roe has the plot synopsis for the Hack Slash Suicide Girls Annual, which is written and drawn by Tim Seeley, colors by Katie D'Souza, letters by Crank, designed by Sean K. Dove and Thomas DeMavias, photo set, well, in reality, the drawn photo set, by Tim Seeley and Miss Shanta Hamilton, photos by Gina Forenzi. Keep in mind, of course, these are drawn photos, as Cassie is not a real person. Go on with the plot synopsis, Roe. All right. Murder Suicide premiered on April 20th, 2008. Cassie has no problem slashing down killers and getting covered in blood and guts, but in this issue, uh, she's really scared of something, getting naked on the internet. In this issue, Cassie becomes a suicide girl as her next slasher leads her into the internet. It begins with Cassie starting her suicide girl photo set and then flashes back to Drake's suicide fighting with her BF, who is our villain's of this issue. Drake's suicide is killed and he is electrocuted and becomes part of the code in the computer and begins targeting uh, other suicide girls 
who mysteriously die on the same night. When her fellow friends, who are also suicide girls, notice her disappearance and try to get help, they turn to Cassie, who, in order to lure the villain, has to become a suicide girl herself. After a interesting and topless fight, <laughs> as he takes on the form of the multiple suicide girls, and unfortunately, after joining the Suicide Girls, Cassie is able to lure him to, into attacking her by possessing the other girls. After a bloody, topless fight, Cassie is finally able to temporarily destroy him, but at the cost of the other girl's life. And then at the end, after Cassie manages to destroy him, at the cost of the life of the Suicide Girl he was possessing, Cassie and Vlad take the money uh, from the Suicide Girl photo set and give take movie tickets to the homeless on Hollywood Boulevard. And as a bonus at the end of this volume, if you don't have the omnibus like I do, um, but if you have the actual volume itself, you do get to see Cassie's photo set. Which we will get into at the end of the issue covering it cover uh, panel by panel. There are one, two, three, four, five covers for this issue. One drawn by Tim Seeley, uh, two draw. Uh, I'm sorry, <laughs> three drawn by Tim Seeley, one drawn by Emily Stone, and one by Ryan Vernon. I have the Emily Stone cover. I'm on the lookout for one of the two Tim Seeley covers. One of the Tim Seeley covers has uh, the guy who's basically Tim Seeley's Electro above the Suicide Girls and Cassie. One has Cassie banging on the window of the inside of the computer. One has the panty shot of a suicide girl with the suicide girl logo plastered above across her butt cheeks. One is Cassie uh, doing her laundry, which sets up the photo shoot. And one is of Cassie with her arms covering her chest, uh, wearing uh, bondage uh, bracelets and a choker collar. I have, uh, so the omnibus is what I've got, and the murder-suicide cover that they chose to use is the Tim Seeley one with Diablo Diablo, Diablique? Uh, yeah, I think it's Diablique. Diablique is the villain, yeah. Uh, behind all the uh, Suicide Girls and Cassie in the center. But it also features all the other covers um, in the back as just like bonus material. Sadly, it does not feature her photo set, which I would have killed for. <laughs> Were you able to find the photo set online? No, I I mean, I didn't look that long, but um, no, I did not. I would, did not have luck with that. So the woman taking the photos of Cassie is the creator of one of the two, the two creators of Sarah, of uh, Suicide Girls, Selena Mooney, who, uh, if you look up pictures of her, has uh, really short blue hair or really long blue hair, uh, sometimes with glasses, sometimes without, and is a suicide girl herself. That's awesome. I didn't, actually didn't know that. I just, uh, I mean, I, I should have guessed that because uh, every single suicide girl that's featured in this issue at the time was a real suicide girl. They have all, I believe, uh, when I first read this issue, I actually went looking for their stuff. Um, but they have all since retired and are now considered like vintage suicide girl sets, but their stuff I, is still on the website. Like I think for the most part, they even look at their profile pictures. It's really interesting um, to see how like fashion and the, um, I mean, like, oh, the alt girl really has kind of changed. She, I mean, it's always sort of the same, but I would say like the makeup has really changed. And some of the clothes have changed for sure since 2008. 
So while Cassie's <laughs> gearing down in the uh, laundromat, we switch over to Diabolique uh, as he is talking with one of the suicide girls that he is dating uh, about about culture in general and um, just being kind of like a uh, first-class grade-A douchebag. Yeah, he's like a real piece of shit. Uh, exactly. He is as toxic a relationship as you can get. Uh, the cops are called on him, and they come in, and he throws what looks to be a cat of some kind at the cops. Or, or a small dog. Like a, I don't know. I have no idea. Right. Uh, and then he gets shot by a cop and then electrocuted, uh, and his girlfriend comes running out there and uh, calls him a stupid asshole. Yeah. It seemed a lot like a suicide by cop with the intention of becoming, I guess maybe he had that plan of becoming uh Binary. <laughs> then we switch over to Sparks, Nevada, where Cassie and Vlad are going to go to a movie, Bikini Car Wash, which I had to look up to find out if Bikini Car Wash was a real movie. And they get a phone call from Chris about an, a uh, case involving the Suicide Girls, and Chris gave them their information. And yes, yeah, so there have been movies called Bikini Car Wash. <laughs> of course there has. <laughs> That's awesome. Yes. There are there are plenty of movies called Bikini Car Wash. Bikini Car Wash 2, Bikini Car Wash, All-American Bikini Car Wash, Bikini Car Wash, Bikini Car Wash, Bikini Car Wash, Bikini Bloodbath Car Wash. Oh, uh, like Yeah, that, that title comes up a lot for big-breasted women in bikinis uh, <laughs> taking it off in order to uh, sell their goods, in order to raise money for some charity organization sometimes or sometimes <laughs> it's to save something you know but yeah the girls are just smearing their bodies all over the car uh, <laughs> i'll admit i watched them when i was younger probably not anymore yeah i can't uh, it's not really my thing not my type of uh <laughs> of like lewd stuff i mean there's you can do some really cool shots with, like wet women maybe like shower i think that's better i like that better like the clear doors I'll take smushed boobs on shower door over smushed boobs on car. Maybe that's because I'm not really a car person. What is the old? What does the homeless person call Cassie? Like when they first go down there. Right. Oh God, what does he say? Do you not have the issue with you? Oh, I do. It's in my hands. I just got flipped to the right page. In, uh, Indian giver. Calls her an Indian giver. Yeah. It's an American expression used to describe a person who gives a gift and later wants it back, or who expects something of an equal uh, equivalent worth in return for the item. It's based on cultural misunderstandings that took place between early European settlers and the indigenous people of the United States of America. Yeah. I hadn't heard that term since, like, elementary school. <laughs> it's not a very nice thing to say anymore. No. No, no, no. <laughs> then we switch over to Los Angeles, California, where Vivid Suicide is talking to Kira Suicide, who happens to be from Massachusetts. <laughs> I am not familiar with uh, the Suicide Girls enough to know who they are, so I have to look up Vivid Suicide Girl. Like I said earlier, most of their stuff I think still exists, but they are not active anymore. There's too many images of girls with Vivid in the name to really kind of pin down who this is. Um, yeah. Kyra Suicide. Again, people, I only do this strictly for research purposes. <laughs> I guess this is her. She's got pink hair in the comic, and this girl has pink hair online. Mm -hmm. I really will say that the um, like the artistic renditions of the girls look really good. I I like it a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and this one definitely looks like the girl um, Viv uh, Kira. She's got, uh, in the one image, she's wearing a dress, and then in another image, she is wearing just um, knee-high black 
boots, uh, stomper boots with the giant, what are those called? Like platform? Yeah, platform boots. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. she's uh, spreading her legs and completely naked. <laughs> An excellent uh, pose, if I may say, with uh, amazing features. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, they're, they're all, like, I just, I remember when I first read this, okay, well, I mean, I felt this way pretty much about every hack slash volume, but when I first read this issue specifically, I was so relieved to, like, we'll get to this, I think we'll get to this scene in a minute, um, but the, I was so relieved to see representation of alternative girls and alternative models and women who are comfortable with their bodies be written in such a positive way and such like a realistic way. They're just like, yeah, man, I'm just like a person. I mean, Cassie is like that too. She's, she's awesome. I mean, Hackslash really, really stuck with me. Um, it's probably my favorite comic book series. I, I don't know. It, I really appreciate it. And it's just so cool that he used actual suicide girls from the time um, that it was published, it it just fills my heart with joy. <laughs> um, Ian's girlfriend then um, they the uh, Diab Ian as him as the villain Diabol Diabolique, yeah, starts going around the internet killing the suicide girls. First his girlfriend, then Kira who sticks her head in the oven, uh, all of the famous poet. Um, and, uh, her mom walks in, honey, are you making bacon? Oh, um, yeah. then two girls are about to uh, start posing, uh, for, or having sex. They, they're going to have sex together or they're going to pose. And she sticks a screwdriver in the socket and fries herself. Uh, it's too bad the girl from Massachusetts is the one who stuck herself in the, in the, uh, the fridge. I guess they, <laughs> they had to kill somebody. None of these girls are really dead. They're all still alive as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think so too. <laughs> um, Kat, Vlad comes back to the van, and that's when we get the phone call from Chris about the uh, the suicide girls. Then we switch over to a um, upper left hand corner of the page is an actual shot of the suicide girl website, the suicide girl shop where you can buy items from suicide girls. Yeah, it's so funny. It's so fun to see the old layout. It's like, I mean, suicide girls is definitely still. Uh, their thing is definitely still black and pink, but <laughs> goddamn, that is a that is a throwback from the old internet. Cassie gets <laughs> talked into becoming a suicide girl. And we switch over to the laundromat, which is where the photo set in the back of the issue it comes into play. So, I'm shocked that you weren't able to find these photos on Google. I found some of them. Yeah, um, you found some. I yeah, I want that. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna go buy. I'm just gonna buy this volume. I'm just not going to have it. There are apparently... Okay, so there's some main photos, and then there's a bunch of other photos of, like, Cassie... There's, like, 36 pictures of Cassie doing various things in states of undress. Uh, she kills a slasher, and then she's covered in blood, and then she proceeds to take off her clothes, um, clean herself off by licking the blood off her fingers, and then mm -hmm. she uses the knife to cut off her panties, and then she's holding the panties in her teeth, um, and she has, uh, she goes over to the wash station and proceeds to clean herself by washing her, um, washing her breasts and the water trickles down towards her, um, vagina. <laughs> and that's how the photo set ends. But they do extreme close-ups of Cassie's breasts to the nipple and to her 
downstairs uh, business. God, that is awesome. Yeah, they drew this in like as full detail as you could possibly get. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's hard to say what Cassie's cup size is in this picture because they kind of change per artist, but I think Tim has said that she's a large B, B cup or small yes. C cup. Yes, which makes me feel so happy because um, I'm a C cup. And so when I read that, because it, it has that bonus material of like her sketches and her like character info in the omnibuses and uh it has that information in there and i was like oh fuck yeah i'm one day man <laughs> it's like cassie's representing medium-sized girls out there hell yeah cassie's <laughs> nickname on the suicide girl website is spin psycho yeah this um this villain the way he can travel through the internet and infect people um it kind of reminds me of a story dc would do many years later uh so tim seeley did it first of uh, Deceased. Have you heard of this story? Uh, no. The Justice League defeat Darkseid once and for all, and he goes back to Apocalypse, but what they don't know is that he has kidnapped a cyborg, and he implants into cyborg the anti-life equation. So when cyborg goes back to Earth, he immediately reconnects to the internet, and the anti-life equation is downloaded through the internet. So anytime anyone looks at their phone or any type of monitor with the internet, they're immediately infected with the anti-life equation, and they start scratching their faces trying to get the anti-life equation out of their heads. Whoa. Whether it's through the internet or through uh, puncturing somebody, biting somebody, the anti-life equation virus can be transferred. Whoa. And uh, immediately we lose Green Lantern, Batman, Nightwing, Robin, um, Batgirl, Batwoman, um, Aquaman, Flash, Superman dies at the end, uh, and they, uh, uh, Damien and Jonathan become the new Superman and Batman. The current story is deceased, uh, unkillable, and it's explaining what the villains were doing at the time when the heroes were losing this fight. And they're about to launch, after this is three-issue miniseries is over, they're going to launch a third series which uh, is, takes place uh, a couple years later on the new Earth 2, involving uh, what uh, the new Green Lantern, Black Canary, super, the new Superman and Batman are doing. Wow. Yeah. Wow. It's, uh, it is a horror that. story. It is a full-on DC horror story with no happy ending. Oh, shit. <laughs> Considering that uh, Superman also... Uh, Cyborg is the la- one of the last people on Earth. Uh, Cyborg and a bunch of other people do stay on Earth, but mm-hmm. it's to it's a suicide mission to stay on Earth because because the uh, DC Superman has um, uh, caused the sun to go full supernova. Holy shit! And uh, uh, Poison Ivy won't um, leave Earth. She won't leave the Green alone, and Harley Quinn decides to stay with her. And uh, Cyborg has to stay to repent for what he has caused because he's patient zero for the whole thing. And he's right. able to connect to the uh, anti-life equation through Wonder Woman and talk to it to find out what the hell its purpose is. And uh, he unf- learns a secret about uh, the anti-life equation, but Wonder Woman then rips his head off before he can share it with the, uh, the arcs flying away. Holy shit. The other characters that are still alive are Zatanna, Constantine, uh, Swamp Thing, and the other magic users of the DC Universe. Hmm. So, yeah, it's currently ongoing with the uh, current three-issue miniseries about the villains and what they were doing during the whole thing. 
Well, but that's actually, kind of what this reminds me of a little bit. There was also an episode of Scooby Doo where there was like a electric virus creature yeah, jumping actually, around. Actually, that was what it reminded me of because of his look. To be honest, not really. Uh, I mean, I guess technically it was a video game. It's uh, Scooby Doo and the Cyber, cyber Chase. Yeah, Cyber whatever. It's the movie. Um, it's movie one, and I oh god, I watched that movie so many goddamn times. I love Scooby Doo, but. Uh, yeah, he kind of has the same color scheme and, like, the spikiness, and technically he's through video game world. Um, like, it was the baseball game and the Scooby-Doo game. Uh, but, uh, I love that movie. It's, like, not good, but I... No, I no. That was, unfortunately, the last of that style of Scooby-Doo movies before they decided to go back to the the, the, the more familiar tone and look of Scooby-Doo. Um, that was the style they had been going with since Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island, which they made a sequel to Return to Zombie Island, and unfortunately it destroys uh, the original Zombie Island by saying that, oh, they were people in masks the whole time, and there was no curse, and those girls disintegrated, but that wasn't really them. And people, A lot of people were really excited about the Return to Zombie Island, but it ended up destroying the original movie. Yeah, because why would you take away the purity of that movie? That That's like the greatest sweetie movie that there is. It's yeah, fantastic. a lot of people agree, but unfortunately they decided to make a terrible sequel directly <laughs> to it. Um, the only other the other best Scooby-Doo movie, of course, is The Witch's Ghost, which has Tim Curry as the villain and introduces yes. the goth band, the Hex Girls. Yes, I love that. I love... I watched that a lot when I was a little kid because I was always fucking weirdo. Um, <laughs> um, and then the main Hex Girl, she's voiced by Jennifer Hale, which is extra cool because she's, a, a, among hundreds of other voices, she is Femshep, in Mass Effect, which is my other love, is sci-fi. So, yeah, I was way into that. <laughs> uh, the creature also reminds me of the blue electric version of uh, of uh, Electro that we've seen a couple different ways. Oh, yeah, The yeah. Spider-Man villain, like uh, the way Jamie Foxx played him in, in Amazing Spider-Man 2. Yeah, I hated that movie, but, yeah, I, I, I agree. <laughs> um, and it also happens to talk in code, zeros and ones. Yeah, I thought that was cool. <laughs> yeah, because you get little uh, snippets of, like, the conversations um, that he has or, like, little uh, backgrounds on the computer, and it's all in binary. When it jumps into this suicide girl, uh, fr- uh, what's her name, Fractal? Yes, I think so. She's got this giant, like, scar on her chest in between her breasts. Oh, yes. They're all- yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is that from? I don't know. I wonder if she just had that scar in real life. Maybe. I'm, like, looking around between the issue, and I'm trying to figure out when did she get the scar. I mean, there's a point where... I th- Oh, no, no. I think it's a tattoo. Isn't it a tattoo between, uh, like, right between? Is that a tattoo? It's hard to tell in this picture that I have. It looks like a giant piece of her skin missing. Oh, no. It's totally a tattoo. It's, um... So, on... There's one page where she's taking off her... Her wet or her like latex suit. Yeah, and it's a little more detailed. Um, yeah, no, I, that's what I'm looking at too. Yeah. No, it's got like some kind of design happening. Huh. Okay. I, it just I, it looked like a giant scar in the middle of her breast. But I think it's a I think it's a tattoo. Um, Cassie, unfortunately, this uh, is willing to let this uh, fractal because she says her name fractal. Um, yeah. yeah. Let the creature jump into her body and uh, tells, of course, Vlad earlier that you have to kill me. Unfortunately, they're not able to save her, and Fractal unfortunately dies. Was there a suicide girl named Fractal? 
I'm actually, I think all of them are real, but I want to, I actually was just going to look at it. It's been a long time since I had actually read this one. Okay, so her profile does not exist anymore, Mm -hmm. but maybe maybe it's on the internet somewhere. (laughs) It's pretty hard to actually get rid of. So here's like a little thing. Once you become a suicide girl, they own your photos. That's so, the one thing I've heard that has been a very yeah. very big negative against Suicide Girls. Yeah. They own all of your content, which is why you get paid for it by them. So um, when you get picked, they will buy your photo set, which basically you're selling your right to that photo set. Um, so like a lot of girls, when they're done being Suicide Girls, um, you have to jump through a couple of hoops, I, I've heard, to get your content taken off the website. Otherwise, it just stays up there um, to just kind of exist indefinitely. So I assume it's still somewhere. <laughs> Cassie reminisces that they get pay- that uh, she got paid um, and got paid a little extra for saving the website, and they decide to spend the money on the homeless, giving them uh, tickets to uh, the movie theater. Yeah. She, okay. She I would rather have spent the money I, on something else, but she has to go with Vlad on this one. I did find her. Um, and her profile is still up. She um, has been a member since 2003, and it is definitely a tattoo in the center of her boobs. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. I'll have to that, uh, find it myself. Strict, again, strictly yeah. for research purposes. Her last photo set was in 2009. So, like I said, she her stuff still exists here. She just isn't active anymore. Gotcha. Uh, I'm on the Suicide Girl Twitter right now, and the uh, one of the ones that popped up recently is uh, Sasha Brink, and I am just like head over heels with her. Uh, look, <laughs> she's got this like uh, platinum white hair, and she's slowly undoing her um, lingerie top. She's got like a uh, upper sleeve tattoo on one arm. Uh, just absolutely gorgeous just the way she's looking at you and uh oh i know i love the the photography has gotten just so (coughs) with uh suicide girls there's a redhead that is wearing a um on the twitter she is wearing a uh squirtle uh bikini top i see that holding in two ginormous probably triple d breasts yeah, they're they're pretty big. They are pretty big. <laughs> they look they look natural too, which is pretty amazing. Yes, they do look incredibly natural as well. Uh, a little ways down, you have a baby doll suicide girl <laughs> from the movie um, Sucker Punch. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's the other thing. Like suicide girls is real cool about like cosplay photo sets. I love that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. That's why you should do Cassie Hack for them. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm gonna gonna capitalize on that shit. <laughs> Don't do it with the wig this time. Do it with your natural hair because that's more yeah. Cassie's hair style. I'd say my natural hair now is long enough for it. I have long bangs these days. A <laughs> uh, little further down, there's Mayor Murr. She's uh, got like this blue hair look and a red um, what's how well said bikini um, lingerie on. Looks fantastic. Now we're just perusing the uh, the Suicide Girls Twitter, just looking at all of the lovely, absolutely sexy models. So we'll get back to the issue now. Oh, there's a girl here who looks kind of like you. She's wearing a Metallica shirt, and she's got, like, oh, your kind Blink? of face. Uh, what? Blink Suicide? Yes. Yeah, I love her. I follow her on Instagram and Twitter and whatever the fuck else she has. She's so cute. Yes, you should totally uh, tweet at her and be like, hey, we're doing the Suicide Girl issue from the comics. 
By the way, there was also four issues by IDW of a Suicide Girl comic book. I don't happen to have those issues, but there was another Suicide Girl comic book. Oh, whoa. Yeah, I don't have that either. It's also very funny that as Cassie and Vlad are on the Sunset Strip, um, uh, Hollywood, the Hollywood Walk of Fame, uh, a a guy dressed as Superman walks by. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. Very weird. Uh, yeah. The back of the issue just has the Suicide Girl logo. Um, let you know what issue, what cover that you happen to have to be. The ads in the issue at this time are a lot that we have seen and covered here on Goth Girl Horror before, like the Battle of Star Galactica action figure ad. Uh, there is one ad in particular I absolutely have to point out because Tim Seeley was one of the writers of it. Halloween 30th anniversary special. 30th, oh. by the way. As of right now, we're at the 42nd year since Halloween has come out. Uh, giant size collection of original Halloween stories from Halloween 25 Years of Terror. Director and Halloween night dance writer Stefan Hutchinson, 30 years in the making. Featuring artwork by Daniel Zuzel, Jim Daly, Tim Seeley. Jeff Zerano, uh, Brett Weedle, with a Masters of Comic Book Horror cover by Tom Mandrake. Three covers, 48 pages, one shot. I do own this. This was one of the last Halloween books to come out by Devil's Due Press. Uh, they put out two other issues, and then unfortunately it got canceled, and we never saw the finale or the the next miniseries, which was supposed to be the Cult of Thorn uh, story. Wow. <laughs> The next ad is about the Hack Slash uh, Wizard of Oz issue, which we will, I will be covering with an artist from the 15th anniversary after the, the, for the next episode. It will be this issue. And then I will be back with Ellie Christina for the Reanimator three-parter, which has Cassie finding her father. I, that, that, oh God, yes. Sorry, I like, oh, Herbert West is like, I, I love him. I, I love him so much. I love Jeffrey Combs, but Herbert West is wonderful. Jeffrey Combs is beautiful. I stalk him on Twitter all the time. I love him. I just got done watching today uh, Nicolas Cage's Color Out of Space. Uh, not a bad adaptation of the H.P. Lovecraft story. It had been made into movies previously, such as Die, Monster, Die, starring Boris Karloff in the 60s. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> that's awesome. Well, that's all the notes I have for this episode of the Suicide Girls Annual from Hack Slash, as we are, again, as I am perusing uh, the images on the Suicide Girl Twitter. Incredibly uh, just amazing set of pictures of lovely ladies. Uh, Ro, you should definitely tweet out to these people that we're uh, covering uh, Suicide Girls in uh, giving them a lot of uh, plugs and uh, your upcoming, obviously, Suicide Girls uh, career coming up soon uh, when we're done recording. Yeah, you guys, uh, I'll definitely make an actual announcement when my photo set goes live, because those take months, um, but definitely make me like an official suicide girl, get me on that front page. <laughs> but the only other thing I wanted to bring up from this issue that really, really I loved was when Cassie first, uh, when you first see her getting ready for the photo shoot and uh, she's like incredibly uncomfortable with this entire situation and uh, the photographer owner suicide girl person is like I've heard every criticism and argument against being a suicide girl 
you're being objectified. You're ruining years of feminism progress. You're too young and too and dumb to know better. Bullshit. Everyone's missing the big picture. You gotta enjoy every goddamn moment you can. Celebrate. Get a haircut that scares you and your grandma. Draw on your body with a needle and bleed for the things you love. Take off your clothes and show everyone it's fucking sexy just to be alive. That's what it all comes down to. No one lives forever. And I adore that. And then Cassie's finally like, you know what? That's not a bad philosophy. <laughs> absolutely absolutely don't forget you can find goth girl horror on twitter at goth girl horror and all the episodes previously recorded on radiohorror.com and you can find me on our my facebook page as well radio horror if you want to send me an email go to that radio horror at gmail.com please leave a rating on itunes google play stitcher or anywhere else you can find this podcast as well as our other podcast that ro and i do boobs blood and badasses the hammer horror podcast on the dorkening network so please, yeah. again, leave iTunes ratings for Goth Girl Horror and Boobs, Blood, and Badasses. And where can people find you, Ro? People can find me on Instagram and Twitter and at Ro Lauren, and that's R-O-L-0-R-E-N. And, um, yeah, you can find all of my other fun links um, linked on both my Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, and I'll be back in two weeks. And thank you for having me as a guest on this episode. Absolutely. <laughs>